one of the uh, top running arguments by the government was that they would turn the area freed up by Ataturk Airport into a green area, into gardens, recreational areas, right. um, plenty of attractions. Basically, it would be like a, a massive central park within Istanbul. Within Istanbul. Right. So um, I haven't seen any blueprints or any. I have uh, any plans. And our for audience that. is seeing it b right now. But um, I, I sincerely hope that the project comes to fruition. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this one, we're here with Cameron Degan at our Istanbul office. It's been a uh, long time since we saw you last time, Cameron. How's it going? Very well, how are you? I'm very good as well. Today, we'll be talking about a different investment segment in the Turkish real estate. We're gonna say invest in the green. Invest in green. Green, as yes. in nature. Yes, birds nature. And bees. Yes, uh, green areas, birds and bees, um, that type of stuff. Well, I mean, we have been saying invest in urban regeneration, right? City center urban regeneration. Urban regeneration um, was a solution to a problem because the city grew haphazardly. Now, we have another problem, which is the lack of green areas. When you look at Istanbul from the satellite, you're going to see that it's a, it's, it's a concrete city where you have a limited amount of green areas and when it, wh wherever you you have a green area people are coming in there because then you're solving a problem what's your thoughts on that well certainly particularly with covid um, desire to move a little bit out toward areas where you have more green has become more important and we have seen a lot of people moving out of Istanbul toward the south coast of Turkey. So the prices along the south coast, almost all across the south coast, has gone up. And this trend is not restricted to Turkey at all. All over the world, um, we are seeing the same pattern, where people are going in search of more space and green areas, yes. nature. Yes. Um, in Istanbul, the, for the reasons you mentioned, the haphazard development of the city over the past 50, 60 years have given rise to a lot of concrete, particularly right. in the city center. Now, urban regeneration is trying to address this. However, in central Istanbul, it isn't that easy to address this situation because it's so built up that even with urban regeneration, it's not so easy to create sizable green areas. So um, what is happening now is what I'm seeing is a bit of a polarization in the market in the sense that we have, as we always recommend, low entry level city center for younger people. And younger people, as you know, in Turkey make up a vast proportion of the society. Turkey right. is a young country, so there's a massive market there. But not to be ignored is also a market of sort of um, families, people with 
um, children, people who need space, who cannot possibly have a family home in central Istanbul. So there is a demand there. And the shaping of this demand in the past two, three years in particular, accelerated by COVID, is a push toward sort of best of both worlds scenario. Right. People want to be close to where they work, close to where they entertain themselves, um, which is central Istanbul, the Bosphorus, etc. Yet, they want easy access to those, yet they would like to have the space around them. Right. The garden, the green areas, more number of rooms because they have a family. So, you know, a solution needs to be provided for that. And from what I can see, there are quite a few projects, there are quite a few, maybe a little ambitious you could say, quite a few developments in the making that will provide that. One, regulations. So the government is pushing that sort of development via regulating for it. So the new regulations um, that um, govern urban regenerations <coughs> and also new projects um, are pushing developers to allocate more green areas. Correct. This is particularly the case on the outer peripheries of central Istanbul, right. where you do have more space. Um, so, some sort of a, you know, the, it is being addressed in that, in that way. Well, actually, you, you've touched upon a good point. It is, it is crucial at this point for the government to involve and develop large-scale um, green projects or recreational yes. areas uh, within cities, if you like, because of how the city has been built. And these types of projects are creating new attraction centers. They can very well create neighborhoods within neighborhoods. I'm yes. going to give you one example for them. Do you know Yasham Madisi in Beyliktuzu? Yes. It's a massive green area and recreational project. And there are real estate projects at the boundary of that huge green area. The green area itself has been developed by the government. But whomever so has invested in properties that are boundaring, that are at the boundary of that green area, has ended up making money. And we even, um, do you know Vera Istanbul that um, we used to sell in Beyliktuzu? Yes. Yes, that's, that's actually one of them. And also, when you look at some certain areas, such as Maslak, where you're backing onto the forest, where the yes. neighborhood cannot grow any further, that has become well. An the best examples center. are Göktürk, Kemerburga, Zekeriake. Yes. yes. In all of those three areas, Bacheka included, um, prices have gone up quite significantly in the last three years. Yes. Why? Well, it's simple because you get the best of both worlds. You're close to the center, yet you have space and nature around you. Yes. There's definitely a pattern whereby people, potential buyers, are lured and attracted, are more attracted toward green areas. Well, those green areas taking place outside of the city is one thing. Certainly applies for the case of Göktürk, Kemalburgas, even to Maslak to a certain extent. But if these types of projects can be developed within the city center, then you're looking at a, a completely new attraction center. I mean, one example for that is the regentrification, 
of Atatürk Airport. That's the, that's big news. That's if, that's if it ever huge happens. news. If it ever happens, I mean, the the, the president came forth last month. I mean, this talk has been going on yeah. for the past two three years. What since, would happen the, to Atatürk Airport once right. it is? It's come to an operational yes. end, and it has with yes. the new Istanbul airport opening. Right. Atatürk Airport is no longer an airport. Well, yes. I, I think it has a very limited um, commercial cargo segment. That's there. all yes. cargo yes. planes, but at, at a very limited scale. So, from what I know, the 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 area that has been freed up or will be freed up by Atatürk Airport is about 12 million square meters yes which is more than three times the size of central park in new york exactly more than three times exactly and um at the time um when they were sort of lobbying for the closure of atatürk airport and for the opening of the new airport one of the uh, top running arguments by the government was that they would turn the area freed up by Atatürk Airport into a green area, into gardens, recreational areas, right. um, plenty of attractions. Basically, it would be like a, a massive central park within Istanbul. Within Istanbul. Right. So um, I haven't seen any blueprints or any. I have uh, any plans. And our for audience that. is seeing it right but, now. But um, I, I sincerely hope that the project comes to fruition i i checked the plans actually um there's there's one section of the airport uh which is going to the, the runway is turning into a huge green area uh almost like a park which is going to be bigger which is going to look like central park but it's going to be bigger than the central well park. the area yes. is three times the size of central park. exactly but runway is airport big, area but um but but again um you're talking about a new attraction center yes. within central Istanbul. And and it's um when you look at that area, Cameron, yeah, towards the south you have Yeshilyurt, Florya, Bakurkoy, Ataköy, these areas. These areas are the most expensive post They are already established and rather pricey neighborhoods. Yes, because they they're, they're very green, horizontally built because of the airport, yes. and they have beaches, you know, and in large homes and etc. Uh, towards the E5 highway side of Atatürk Airport, we're seeing a lot of towers and luxury developments that have been built in the past... Seven, eight years. Seven, eight years. Now, w w when I look at the big picture, I'm, I'm only seeing one portion of uh, the periphery of Atatürk Airport, which is Sefaköy area, Yeni Bosna Sefaköy area, which is going under regeneration right now, where... Um, Big, uh, where big real estate development companies are going in there and they have already purchased their plots of lands and they have already started building. Now, my question to you, this new stretch, the Sefakoy area, the last boundary of Atatürk Airport, is this the new investment location in Istanbul? What do you think? Because that's what I suspect. From what I can see, the only area I see around Atatürk Airport, if you look to the north, to the south, west, east, that um, isn't already densely built up is the Sefako stretch. Yes. There are certain plots around Sefako area along the E5 and further beyond in um, where we either have 
available development plots or factories and warehouses that have ceased to operate already, which means that it's a matter of time before they undergo regeneration. Now, the beautiful thing about, in my opinion, that particular area is the fact that these parcels are quite sizable, right. which means unlike the very center of Istanbul, where when you're regenerating, you really are restoring and rebuilding. So you, you, you're knocking down one or two blocks and you're rebuilding them. Right. Because it's, a, it's very, very difficult in the very center of Istanbul to regenerate entire streets or entire neighborhoods. It's almost impossible. So all the regenerations are small scale. Yet, they're driving up the prices. Yet, we highly recommend them. But in terms of providing the green that you're talking about, central Istanbul is highly unlikely to do that. Right. So when we go out just a little bit, and we are still within the periphery of central Istanbul, and in my opinion, Atatürk Airport is kind of the, um, the boundary, um, the only area I see where plenty of green can be injected, where not just one or two blocks, but entire neighborhoods can be um, regenerated, with a proper plan that provides for gardens, parks, um, tracks, um, wider roads. Is that stretch to the west, northwest of Atatürk Airport? Right. I've noticed that some of Turkey's biggest developers, and these guys are well in the know before you and I would get to know what's right. going on, they have closed and secured large parcels of land in the Sefakö and E5 area around the Atatürk, old Atatürk airport. Right. So clearly something is about to happen. But one good example that we can talk about with knowledge is Simpash. Right. Simpash just launched the boulevard project in Sefakö. Which is a medium to large size development, and it has plenty of green allocations. I noticed it's a horizontal project, which means it's not high rise, it's kind of I don't know how many floors, but certainly, as far as Istanbul is concerned, um, not a high rise, no, it's a five six floor, something like that. And um, I think there's 60 70 percent minimum green allocation on the land. The, the project, I've, I've, I've seen the project. The uh, the project looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, we'll be showing up some of the renders, but it looks amazing. So but that's not necessarily the only project there. No, there yeah. there, there are quite a few, but yeah. I I'm only familiar yes. with Simpash because we work very closely with yes. Simpash. So I'm only familiar with what they're doing and how they started it and why they started it, and the reason they had secured the land in the first place was exactly because of the prediction of what was going to happen with Atatürk Airport. Right. So, uh, they must know something. Now let me play the devil's advocate here, and let me ask you one question. The last time that this National Garden Project was mentioned... That's was Atatürk this Airport, November. Then, Yes, Atatürk okay. Airport. Um, it, was, it was mentioned this November, and by the end of this year, the land was going to be auctioned. Is that the right term to say? Auctioned for development firms to 
come in tendered. and do it. Tendered? Tendered. It would yes. Be, it would open up to tender. Right. Exactly. What if, I mean, it, f for me, it looks like a very feasible project because it's not that you're building a canal there, like Canal Istanbul, different systems and etc. It's just a green area. You're just going to knock down what is existing and <laughs> leave it for the green area. It's not, it's not a huge deal. Now, what if it doesn't happen? What if I buy into Sefako today and this National Garden project that you're talking about, what if Atatürk Airport stays as a commercial or cargo airport? Well, Atatürk Airport, as far as I know, is already a commercial airport. But um, the, compared to the capacity utilization that it had before it was closed, it is now utilizing less than 10% of that space, which means that at least 90% of what used to be Atatürk Airport, that 12 million square meters, is now underutilized in terms of... Um, by 90% sort of the transport capacity yes. so the 90% is freed up so clearly something will be done there they can't just not use and not um, add value to such massive land which is almost in the center of Istanbul currently so something needs to be done now what you could ask is this all right we could understand if they were to tender um, Atatürk Airport to large-scale developers to come up with their proposals or development. But what we're saying is, because that's a commercial thing, and a lot of developers would, they would sacrifice an arm and a leg to jump in there, such prime land. But that's not what they seem to be doing. But then the question is, who would tender or who would go in for a green development? Because a green development does not necessarily strike me as a money-making venture. So you develop parks and green, but then how are you going to get your return back? So it's not necessarily something... You're not necessarily building residential or commercial property that you will sell fast and get your ROI in a fast way. So if you develop in green area, then there needs to be there needs to be a significant government involvement, if not government funding to this. Of course to make it be viable. Because I don't be see many then, yeah. private sector initiatives that would come on board to develop green areas of that size. Well, so this needs to be done by the government. It's going to be done by the government, of course. But it's not the case of government is going to go in there with their own bare hands and do it. No, they're going to commission contractors obviously. and they're going to pay But they have to give do a lot it. of incentives. Of course. Um, for, for the development of, of this. Course. And I, I, I would very much like to see what yes. kind of incentives the government will provide yeah. for whoever comes on board to develop this massive green zone i think look i'll tell you something in my opinion that's that's where the opportunities in the upcoming five six years that's where the opportunity is going to be once that is transformed it's it's going to be too late right now is the time when when people are going in there when you when you i will urge each and every one of you to go to google maps or, or apple maps or bingo whatever you're using 
zoom into that area, zoom into Sefakir area, zoom into Atatürk airport area, you will be able to identify large land plots that is staying barren there. And, mm. and that tells a million stories. Well, what was that? That it, would well, tell it, it speaks. It speaks a, a million words. I it, guess. That speaks a million yeah. words. Yes. I think. I think what could be a good idea is this. I mean, I'm just throwing this out. Um, areas, parcels that that border Atatürk Airport, we are already seeing um, noticeable big name developers buying these parcels. Yeah. Simpash is just one example. Yeah. There are a few others that I saw. And they're, they're, they're in the top league. So what I would do is I would, I would tie it in to such a way that if you're developing such a parcel bordering Atatürk Airport, then you need to contribute toward the development of the, Atatürk, of, of the Green Park or whatever it is. So maybe, maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. I don't know it either. I don't know. But government funding is essential here and it seems that government is already behind the project. So have you have you seen some plans or some yes. proposals yes. as to what they intend to do? I, I, I have seen certain plans. There are certain master plans. Uh, but um, the, the real shape and form of it is, is, is yet to be seen. Mm. I mean, plans, plans, once it starts being developed... That's when you see the real master plans. But anyway, for me, that's a that's a big attraction center. Oh, that that, that would be a massive. That, that's that's center. that's that's a place where it's going to have a huge gravity yeah. to pull in a lot of invest investments. And only thing I see, the only opportunity that I see is that the Sefaka area, and Sefaka yeah. is the only area where these types of projects can be developed adjacent to the Atatürk Airport soon to be known as the National Garden of Turkey. Nas National Garden of... Is that what they're going to call it? Yeah, they would give it a name. Yeah. They're not going to call it Aladdin Park, will they? Why not? I don't know. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot, Cameron. Thank you. Guys, thank you very much for watching. If you have any questions, please comment them down below and let us know.